welcome to the finals episode of the Brit Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Ray Renze, and this is the final episode of season three. What we're going to do today is just chat about what LBN's final schedules look like, resources to check out, and delve into the discussion on how to study with our guest interviewee, Dr. Shannon O'Neill of the Cutler Center here at LBN College. So I know that some of us are looking forward to the holidays and everything seems so close, but remember, all of us do have to take those finals, those dang finals. (laughs) I made sure to pull together some schedules online, some final schedules that are from Albion College's website and talk a little bit about what the college is doing ahead of the time to make our lives easier as students during this incredibly stressful or easy time, depending on who you are. So the schedule is going to be linked in the article that is going to be released on the LBM Pleiad, the Brit tab. So you can check that out and it is going to just require you to find your class day and time and then it will list the exam time and period. So if you have any questions about your times for exams or schedules in general, you can just contact your own professor or fill out the Registrar Contact Us form at the Registrar website on Albion College's site. So we are so excited for our next guest who works here at Albion College and also happens to be married to our Albion College president, Dr. Johnson. Welcome to the Brit, Dr. Shannon O'Neill. So we are so excited for our next guest who works here at Albion College and also happens to be married to our wonderful Dr. Johnson. Um, Welcome to the Brit, Dr. O'Neill. What is your job here on campus at Albion? Well, thanks so much for inviting me to be on the podcast. So my job is the director of the Cutler Center for Student Success and associate dean for student success. Um, And then I also um, advise the substance-free intentional living community. And how has your position allowed you to connect with students on campus? Well, I think being located in the library has really allowed me to connect with students um, because it's it's a pretty student-centric place. Um, So I see the I see students every day and we have great office space. And if you've been over here, you know, we have glass windows. So we get to see students, uh, even if we're in our office and the door is closed, we still see we still see uh, see students walking by or giving us a wave. And I, I know that you guys just had the renovation, I think, last year. How is that renovation and the new furniture and everything? you think added to the way students are learning or help them? Yeah, well, I think it gives students a variety of options, right? We have a, a reading room, which has long desks in a row, sort of like more traditional university reading room. Um, we have better tutoring and writing center space, so designated spaces for uh, group and peer tutoring and the writing consultants. Um, and then, you know, on the first floor, uh, we brought in, in into our unit Barry Wolf and his first year peer mentors in a new role called Cutler Agents. And they staff that space Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And they really call themselves peer problem solvers, right? So they are sort of like your first line. It's a pretty low risk threshold to go in and ask them a question. Um, and they're super helpful. And then they can also refer students to professional staff if, if there's a question they can't answer. 
So I think it's just a, a lot of space for students to access a wide variety of resources um, or just to, to hang out um, and hang out with friends uh, or, or access the quieter study spaces. Yeah, that, that's all so beneficial as a whole. And I think um, when you talked about the agents, I feel like that'll just, you know, add into the comfortability of uh, students with, you know, getting those questions and, you know, asking for help because we've all been there where we're like scared, you know, to have those conversations and actually ask for help. Going on to our next question, what was your biggest challenge during full remote learning when COVID-19 first struck in 2020, which seems like a while ago? It does, it does. I mean, I think the the biggest challenge really was uh, sort of more personally we moved in the middle of that remote learning pandemic um, time. So for someone coming to a new, a new community, um, both a new neighborhood as far as a living space, but also a new work um, and campus community, it was challenging to get to know people. So, um, and I think that that human connection is, is what we all lost uh, you know, during that remote learning, um, which we know from, you know, research really helps facilitate student learning and student success. So um, I do think we, we lost a little bit of that just as a community. And um, it was so great to have in-person student orientation this fall, um, just the energy on campus. It just, I know we're not back to normal. I mean, in, in no way, shape or form. I don't think anybody is performing right now at 100%. Um, but I think the energy of being together, I think is, um, is just really wonderful. And I'm really glad that, uh, that students were, were able to have that this fall. So for our next question, do you think that these challenges are still present as we try to push to get back to a normal here at LBN? Yeah, I think we're all tired. I think we're all very, very, very tired. And, um, and I don't think we are back to normal, um, whatever, whatever that means. So I do think that it's a, it is a challenging, still a challenging time uh, to have you know, to think that I think what's challenging about it is the expectations that people had that we were going to be, quote unquote, back to normal. And then finding that, you know, just as human beings, you know, our capacity to function, I think, has been impacted by just how long this pandemic has gone on. Um, and, and then the impact of, of uh, you know, going the unexpectedness of what's going to happen next. Um, Living in a time of uncertainty, I think, has been has been challenging. So I don't think we're back to normal. I think that uh, the community has done a, a, a nice job of, of reconnecting with each other in person. But I think we need to rely more on each other and on our, our relationships um, as even, even as we head into these finals. And I'm glad you mentioned, you know, um, asking for help. You know, I, I like to say nobody is going to rise above human today, you know, and so you can only do what is humanly possible and uh, and and reaching out and let, letting somebody know you're human uh, can seem like a big vulnerability. But but we really are. And we can only do so much in, in a day. Um, 
I like to say that I somehow I think a Saturday is longer than a Monday. I always plan to do like a million things on a Saturday, but a Saturday is just as long as a Monday. So, um, so I think just recognizing, you know, our own sort of humanity in this moment um, and, and valuing those relationships and those connections and prioritizing those, I think is important. Like you said, we're human beings, you know, one day at a time. So we'll kind of switch gears here. Uh, what is the TRIO Student Support Services program that's offered? Yeah, so um, let's see. About a year and a half ago, we were awarded a federal TRIO grant. And TRIO has been around uh, since the 60s. It's a federally funded program um, that helps first-generation, high-financial-need um, and students with documented disabilities to have structured and ongoing support through their degree um, completion and all the way to considering postgraduate opportunities. So what that looks like here at Albion is we have a director, Charlena Olapade. Uh, we have a trio coordinator, Jamelia um, Johnson, and then uh, Heather Albie Scott. Um, is, is a success coach. So it really um, avails students of individual success coaching, um, as well as, you know, specific targeted uh, workshops on financial literacy, the FAFSA, graduate school options, um, time management, um, but also just opportunities to ask, you know, ask for help or ask for those questions that as a, as a first generation college student, you might not having anyone in your family to, to help you with that. So um, it also provides, we have a trio lounge, uh, with, which is a fifth floor uh, stack that we converted into a, a lounge space. So trio students also have um, dedicated uh, study and, and lounge space uh, so they can form also a, more of a cohort for some of that peer support as well. I did not even know there was a fifth floor um, stack place for that. That's amazing. What has the center been doing to help students during this fall final season? And you can kind of include like the trio students as well, because I know that there is so many programming that you and um, all of your colleagues have done, and it's been amazing to see. So what have they been doing to help students? Yeah, so we have expanded our uh, student success coaching. We just actually hired... Um, uh, a wonderful student alum class of 2019, Griselda Neguez, to uh, do academic success coaching. And uh, her office is actually immediately to the left when you walk in the door of the center. Um, so, you know, we are available for drop-ins. Um, we also have our accessibility services, which definitely helps with testing accommodations as we're coming into this finals uh, session. Um, but I also think we just provide a lot of spaces, a lot of spaces for whatever your study style is, right? So whether it's those long uh, tables, whether it is, whether you need some group study sessions for your uh, E&M course, uh, those are going on, on on the second floor, or you need somebody to look over a final paper uh, or help you with an outline. You know, we, we just increase the number of students that we have. Um, on those, on those tutoring and on those writing and, and peer study sessions. Um, and then, you know, we do do some proactive outreach to students um, who might have uh, 
been on academic status and, and really try to help them get over this last hump. And I was going to ask you, Dr. O'Neill, who works with you in like coordinates with all of these uh, support services and, um, you know, building uh, what the center will look like? Yeah, so that was the the trio of folks I mentioned there, um, Charlena, Heather, and Jamelia. Um, Griselda is our new success coach. Nick, um, also an alum uh, of 05, Nick Morning, who is a success coach and director of a Stockwell Scholars program. Um, Barry Wolf, who runs our first year peer mentor program, and the Cutler agents. They actually do call themselves the Cutler agents of awesomeness. <laughs> um, uh, Elizabeth Rudolph, who I mentioned. Um, uh, Scott Hendricks, director of writing. Uh, Carla McCabot, who is our director of STEM success, who handles you know all of our uh, peer and group tutoring. Uh, helping people uh, particularly get to get through some of those challenging um, uh, challenges with with math. And then uh, Chris Berry, who's the assistant director of the center. And uh, he makes he makes everything. uh, He really makes everything happen. And he's particularly good working with students who are um, considering a a leave or coming back from a leave or or trying to think about what their options are when they've really run into some particularly challenging uh, personal problems uh, in a given semester. And we're really uh, fortunate to have him have him on the team. Yeah, I mean, they sound like an amazing group of people. It's it's going to be great to have the opportunity to meet them in the new spring semester. So I would say, um, so we can kind of shift gears once again, Dr. O'Neill, what is your number one tip for students as they start to study for finals this semester? Yeah, yeah, the number one. I, I think I would say sleep. Like you, you actually need, like learning science tells us you actually do need sleep to retain information. Um, and I think, uh, it, I think it's fine to, to um, you know, uh, just put in an extra time, but not at the expense of, of sleep. So this requires planning, right? And, and planning ahead. Uh, but that would really be, be the number one would be to actually prioritize sleep, um, which seems to be the first, first thing to go. Um, but it's actually super important in, in integrating what it is that you're, that you're learning. I actually talk about good sleep hygiene. Like it's, it's actually a thing, just like brushing your teeth. You should have a good sleep hygiene and, and routine. Um, yeah. So if, if, I think if we actually had a campus initiative to really prioritize sleep and I actually think the library, um, you know, Jill, Jill Mason and her, her, uh, her great, um, staff over there, uh, you know, not having the library open till 1am, I think actually also sends the message that, you know, we want you to be sleeping and, and not in the library every night till 1am. Well, Dr. O'Neill, that was the final question. Is there anything else we can add before we finish up here? Yeah, I think I just um, would like to add that, you know, it's really, I'm really excited about the group of staff members I have here at the Cutler Center. It's really exciting to meet with, with staff 
in our staff meetings. And, you know, it's a bunch of people who really care about students and care about student success. And we're always trying to figure out how to do our jobs better and how to be better. Um, and often it's students and their input and, and our meetings with them that really inform our work. Um, and so I, I just uh, encourage students to continue to um, to let us know how you're doing and how we can help because because uh, we that's really why we're here. We're here. We're really here to help students. So thank you so much, Dr. O'Neill. Have a great day. All right. Bye bye. Thank you to all of our listeners for this final episode of season three of The Brit. We'll see you next season. So from all of us at The Brit, stay safe, be warm, and go Brits. <laughs>